right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And uh, it is Penn State week. It is uh, going to be another night game here for Michigan coming up, and it is actually a college game day event as well. Um I don't think that came to uh, as a surprise really to anyone uh, that college game day was showing up. Um, did you have any thoughts around this being college game day? Well, a lot of variables with this game, isn't it? I mean, you got Penn State, number two ranked in the country. Uh, they're playing really, really well. Um, Michigan beat them last year. <laughs> And, and you know, in fact, whipped him. You have college game day going to be there, and it's a whiteout, and it's at night. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a lot. Michigan's gonna really gonna have to not think about all those things. <laughs> that's a lot going on for a young team. I know it is. That's a lot. So even I'm trying to take an angle. And wow, okay. And, and, yeah, trust me, the fans are going to be – it's going to be probably a record number there or, you know, or right at it. So, Yeah, it's uh, – it's, night games can be fun, but then waiting that extra time can kind of be a drag, but it'll – I think it'll be good. It works out with my schedule for Saturday, actually, so I'm not complaining. But uh, yeah. we have another voicemail this week, so we will go ahead and uh, jump on top of that right away, and then uh, following that, get into more talk about the Penn State game coming up. So let's hear our voicemail. Hey guys, it's Emgo Kirby uh, calling in for the uh, Penn State pregame. Uh, my thoughts on this game are that it's going to be close. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think Michigan's defense against Penn State's offense is going to be, uh, great to watch as football fans. Um, I think Michigan's offensive problems are systemic. I don't think it's just a quarterback problem. I don't think it's just an O-line problem. I don't think it's just a wide receivers not getting open problems. Uh, I think it's systemic. I think it's offense, offensive through and through is the issue. Uh, not to be rhyming, but um, I think it's going to be a close game, maybe 24-21 with uh, Quinn Nordine scoring the first points for Michigan. <laughs> uh so frustrating to watch sometimes but um yeah i don't i think i think it's going to be interesting to see how michigan progresses from indiana to penn state and the coaching that may or may not happen uh with the quarterbacks and the o-line um i don't i don't think really penn state has really beaten anybody they beat indiana but they beat them at home and they beat them handedly but they beat them at home so, uh, a home game home games are completely different than away games, as we all know. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a madhouse, I think. 
Penn State at night is uh is dangerous going in there. Um Yeah, that's that's all I got really. Go blue. All right. Thanks, MGO Kirby, for that. We always yep. appreciate the voicemails. Um so him bringing up something that <clears throat> we'll always keep talking about until it goes away, offensive issues. And uh, he's right. It's definitely not really focused on one spot. But I do find it a little bit funny because I think even you said it last time, Craig. It's like, do you start taking bets on uh, Michigan scoring first by field goal? Or or no, you were saying it was like pretty much guaranteed that Michigan's going to score a field goal first before anything else. Well, yeah, yeah. It seems happened to Michigan unsuccessfully. They just, you know, they can't seem to score in the red zone and or get into that section and and score, and it's usually followed by a field goal. And he's right. That kind of seems to be our M.O. this year. And, I mean, I get what he's saying, but it would be great to see a touchdown. I don't think we've – it's been a long time since we've actually had a one drive down in the beginning and scored a touchdown. So I think that's where he's getting at. Yeah. Well, we're like, you know, death taxes and Quinn Nordine's kicking a field goal. It's kind of the way it goes so far. But – yeah, it's it's good to it's good to have that reliability, but then again, too, you don't want that to essentially be a crutch that you lean on, right? And you can see the frustration. You can hear his frustration in Kirby's voice. I mean, it's just I think I, I think most Michigan fans have that. I think you know if you're, I think you're lying to yourself if you don't think that you have con- some concerns. We obviously do. So, um, but uh, yeah, I could. I can understand where he's at. Yeah. So it's, and I I agree with him too. And I know that we'll be getting into it more. It it will be interesting to see Michigan's defense go up against Penn state's offense. And this most likely, and hopefully will be a close game because if it winds up not being a close game, that heavily favors uh, to be on the side of Penn state rather than Michigan. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Oh yeah, I was looking that up. But okay, so uh, Craig, where do you want to start off? I've seen you uh, pretty active on social media so far this week. We're talking about Penn State, so I'll go ahead and let you uh, start the conversation around this. Then, well, I mean, like I said, it's just going to be such a it's. <laughs> It's such a tough place to play. I mean, just like I was talking to you in the very beginning, is that all these variables are set up for, in a way, it, you've got the limelight. This is the limelight right now. You've got game day. You've got a whiteout. You'll probably have a record crowd or at the record. <laughs> I mean, packed house. They're going to pack that place. It is one of the biggest stadiums in the country. It's like top three or four, I think it is. Um, it's a, a fantastic stadium. Um, and they're avenging their loss last year, a big loss that we totally trounced them at. <laughs> so our defense killed them. And and it's all this is set up a limelight for Penn State to show what kind of team they are. And, and like Kirby was saying, you know, they beat Indiana, which we struggled with, but that was at 
that was at Penn State. But I will also say that they did win at Iowa, and Iowa gave them the biggest problems. But you, but you touched on the very fact is Iowa is always tough <laughs> to win at Iowa, and they always give everybody a problem at night, and and they gave Penn State fits. So um, not too surprised by that. So do I take Penn State struggling at Iowa? With a grain of salt? No, I don't, because the very fact is even we lost there, and we had a really, really good team last year. So everybody struggles against Iowa at Iowa. So um, it's this is this game's really tough because he kind of touched on this. There's two things that are gonna either going to happen this game, and I'm going to call it right now. You see that this game's going to be very close, and you're going to see two defenses going at it, and – it, if it, if this game's close, then it and it, then the advantage in a way goes to Michigan, kind of like the Michigan State game. If they wanted to keep the game close, and it, the advantage went to Michigan State, kind of like us. If this game's close, the advantage kind of goes to Michigan, or it's a blowout. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to say that, but it's true. It's either the defense can only hold so long for Michigan, and we've seen that before, and. And that's the tough part is can the defense hold this offensive weapon, you know, that Penn State has. So, Yeah, I see kind of what you're saying, but I don't necessarily say I agree. I mean, for Michigan to win, yeah, it's probably going to be a close game, but I don't know if I would put it in the column of that would be an advantage for Michigan because right. we've seen Michigan in close games before and they, oh, right. they, can't, they can't hold it. Like, they can't get the first down when they need it. They can't get um, – they're really good at getting three and outs, but then all of a sudden when you absolutely need it, they can't finish it in some weird fluky situation. Um, the other team scores. They get a big play. They get in field goal range. Something, something happens. And so while it needs to be a close game for Michigan, I don't necessarily think that that would be – and uh, in an advantage column for Michigan. And in this game, it's... uh, uh, I'm trying to think here through the different games. Honestly, it's kind of like Michigan has to be tied or have the lead going into the fourth quarter. I don't know if they'd really be able to fight back unless it's like a three-point game or something like that. Right. Maybe if it was a touchdown, they could do something to get into overtime maybe. But, yeah, if, uh, if it's not close, if it's not a one-possession game going into the fourth quarter, and I don't know. I mean, that's kind of when it seems that the Michigan offense turns for the worst. I mean, a defense that's, or an offense that's already bad just gets worse. So. Right. No, that's a good point you made is you're right. I mean, there's times where you you even said on social media that here's another opportunity. All you need is a first down to seal the deal, and, and Michigan has a hard time doing that and, you know, putting that foot on neck and ending it. And somehow in the fourth quarter we seem to lose the game. You know, I didn't even think about that. You're talking about Iowa last year. We should have All we need was a first down to seal the win, and we didn't. Ohio State, all we need is a first down to seal the win in the fourth quarter with that game, and we didn't. So, but yeah, I can see what you're saying there too. That you know that might come, that might be a factor too. So, 
But, um, I mean, this game is really going to come down to you're going to see Michigan. They're going to blitz a lot, and they're going to stop. You're going to see Bush probably spy and, and, and watch Bar, uh, Saquon Barkley and just see him. Uh, they're going to try to stop him like they did last year. Um, the guy is – he's already had like two games. He's already, he already has two games so far that he's over 200-plus yards, which is even more devastating because of the very fact the guy can now catch even better than he did last year on the backfield. And that's really dangerous because when you're blitzing, especially with Don Brown, he likes to blitz, and I love that. But the problem is is you open, you're susceptible you know, to – I didn't even say that right – susceptible to the very fact is you know overthrowing the linebackers, and then you got uh, – you got Barkley out there in the flat, and the guy can fl- he can run great. He's, in fact, he's a Heisman uh, runner-up. So that is not good for Michigan. So they got to be very disciplined and very. Uh, they're going to have to watch that. And um, Sor- McZor is going to, you know, they're going to try to hit him pretty good. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely not the same player he was last year. Yeah, um, he's definitely advanced and progressed. Um. He, the previous times that he's played against Michigan, he's not done very well, but that was a different uh, player back then. He is catching more passes out of the back, um, down the field. Uh, He's running better. He's running stronger. He's more agile, uh, can put moves on people a lot better than you've seen him do in the past. But I still do have faith in this defense to be able to be uh, productive against him. But for anyone to say, you know, Michigan defense is going to easily be able to shut him down, no doubt, because of what they've done to him in the past. Just as the defense is not the same year to year, Saquon Barkley has uh, progressed and is not the same. So yeah. um, it, he'll, he'll, I anticipate that hell of a better performance. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting. Sometimes in those situations where it's a big game, it's a night game, um, you know, prime time and different things kind of like that. Sometimes some players show up and some don't. So I don't know. It'll be kind of interesting to see uh, how much the defense can disrupt him. Yeah, I will. And you know, they're going to be gunning for him. Um, The guy's already amassed over a thousand yards, just in total offense. So that's pretty incredible. Um, so he's got eight, about eight touchdowns so far in the game. So they're going to probably try to, uh, I would expect Penn state to come out early and start slinging. And I think that's where they feel that Michigan is at its weaknesses on the secondary, even though the secondary has actually been playing very, very well, um, this year. And I'm very surprised by that, which is really great. I think, uh, Hill and, uh, to see those guys step up and play really, really well, it's, it's refreshing and 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 it's great. But uh, I think you're going to see McSorley trying to throw on this defense and then kind of spread out our defense, and that's when they're probably going to hit us with Barkley a little bit more. So, yeah, um, it's definitely going to be another step up for Michigan because, and I don't know if maybe it being a night game is not going to sit too well exactly with this, but um, it's a step up in the level of defense 
that Michigan will – well, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's not a step up because uh, Michigan State was ranked a little bit higher. Um, but it's another high-level defense. They're ranked at 15th uh, total right now. Uh, but it is definitely a step up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading offense and defense backwards. Wow. They are ninth uh, for defense, Penn State is. And uh, Michigan State was five, I believe, when we faced off against each other. And uh, for offense, though, Penn State is 15, which is going to be the highest that Michigan has faced against. Now, to put that in perspective, that might be a little bit skewed because uh, Penn State has not exactly faced a high level of competition up to this point. Uh, An interesting thing pointed out that I didn't catch but uh, Danny Cannell was talking about some games and things like that. Um, Penn State has not, man, sorry. Penn State has not played a top 25 team. No, no, they haven't. And so not to say that their schedule has been, I guess you would say, cushy. I, I don't know. Maybe it kind of has been because, I mean, lo- looking at this list and everything, they played uh, at home against Akron, Pittsburgh, and Georgia State. And then they played at Iowa, which you were saying is their closest game. They won 21 to 19. And then they uh, were home against Indiana. And then they were at Northwestern. And they currently are coming off of a bye week. Right. So they – it's kind of interesting to see the numbers. But then you kind of have to wonder because you know those – you know none of those defenses. I mean, especially considering that Michigan's still sitting at number one for defense. None of those defenses – are anything that's comparable to Michigan. So Penn State has not seen a defense close to Michigan's defense. Um, Offensively, though, with how bad Michigan has played, uh, Penn State has definitely seen some offenses that are uh, kind of comparable to Michigan, not too far off in the numbers. Um, But to put an interesting perspective for everybody on this, uh, since – the, the numbers that I just shared with you a moment ago about offense and defense and everything, that is for all the games compared to everybody. So to make it kind of interesting, um, they actually have stats provided where it's versed ranked opponents or versed unranked opponents. So when you take all the teams and compare their offensive ranking against just unranked opponents, right? Penn State's offense drops from 15 to 46. Yeah, it's yeah, significant. Yep. So that kind of puts in perspective for you on okay, well, Penn State hasn't played anybody, and when everybody else is kind of playing on somewhat of a more level playing field, saying not top twenty-five competition, they're not looking quite as intimidating. No, and you're right. And it took a last play, a last actually last pass at the Iowa game to win it, and they could have. On a fourth down, <laughs> so I mean they almost walked. You know that was almost a loss at in, in Iowa. So, but you're right. Um, but the thing is, it's a little it it so it makes it a little bit different because it is at home. It is at Penn State. They do have this wide out going. It's a big crowd. I would say the thing a little bit advantage can go to Michigan in terms of does is Penn State overlooking Michigan and looking towards Ohio State in the next game at Ohio State, and that's the question whether they're, if they're doing that and um, that would be to our advantage if they are if they're kind of 
saying, you know what, this Michigan team isn't very good. They can't, they don't have an offense, which is kind of true. Um, they're not very <laughs> good. And we're kind of looking at Ohio state and that would bode well for Michigan. If that's the case, uh, I would like to see that, but we're talking about Michigan. I mean, in a way, can Michigan, we're talking, Penn state's got a good defense them, themselves. I mean, they're not any pushover. They're actually very, very good. I mean, they've only had, I think, uh, 10 opponents creep within the 20-yard line. <laughs> so it, that's pretty good. And that's probably the fewest, I believe, nationally. They're nationally ranked, I think, number one in the country and keeping people away from the red zone. So, um, And Michigan's got six t- touchdowns and 18 trips in the red zone. So that's not good. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> so, and um, we're first in the Big Ten, and they're number one in defense when keeping. But like you said, they haven't really played anybody. You know, I don't know if they're powerhouse offenses either, but Michigan definitely isn't. And we're one of the worst in the Big Ten. So, yeah, yeah. they and their defense has been uh, has pitched a couple shutouts. Uh, they shut out Akron and they shut out Georgia State. Obviously, their uh, most least uh, competitive opponents. I'm not sure exactly how you say that. Um, least impressive opponents. That's what I was looking for. Jeez, how difficult is that? Um, but then the one other game, Northwestern, uh, only got one touchdown. They got seven points, and that was a late touchdown for them, so kind of garbage time. But then Pittsburgh and Indiana both only put up two touchdowns on them. And mm-hmm. Iowa only put up 19. So nobody has scored over 20 points on this Penn State defense. Um, yep. And I do agree with you that it could be favorable for Michigan that they might be looking ahead, even though they're coming off their bye week. So essentially they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. But they do have at Ohio State, then also at Michigan State. So this is a bit of a little brutal stretch for them, but you would really have to kind of look at it and think, especially with the reputation Penn State has for their hostile environment on their night games and everything, that they're going into this game pretty confident. So, Yeah, I mean, they're going to be very, very confident because they know a corn, a corn is <clears throat> one for four in TD to interception ratio. And that's not very good. And I think they think, you know, in a way, O'Korn's having, and it's not just him like Kirby was talking about. We're talking about offensive line sometimes. There's games where they do play well, and then there's games where they just can't block with the darn. And then the play calling is a little bit suspect. Um, obviously, you and I are offensive coordinators, but we can tell that, you know, some of the play calling is a little off. Um and then the receivers are dropping balls. You know, I think you get uh, Crawford. Is Crawford, you know, I think he just said that, you know, the receivers are going to have to step up. And I'm like, well, yeah, I dude, You're going to have to step up. You're one of them. You know, you haven't been playing well. And you have McDoom, who hasn't stepped up whatsoever, uh, like Stephen was talking about last uh, at, uh, on the last show. And those guys, need to, they need to step up. they got to do something. Somebody's got to breathe life into this team. Some receiver has got to pick it up i thought perry was the guy you know in the sure hands and then there's you know they have, they have play calls with him i'm just a little 
little bit suspect, but uh, I, Corn, in a way, he's more of a. If you look back, I keep you know I kind of took the time off to look at Houston and why he was so good there, but you know, and I think they run a little bit of different uh, offensive scheme for him and than they do at Michigan. And, and Harbaugh's more of a run kind of guy, and you know, in the pro style, and uh, Corn really isn't. He's more of a happy feet kind of guy you know what i mean like a little bit of uh spread and aaron Rodgers type guy where he likes to run if he needs to and and uh, i don't think michigan's really built that way so i think that's why he's struggling um but uh i think our defense is going to do really well in this game for the first half it's when the second half comes will this defense be able to hold and will michigan offense be able to hold and have sustainable drives so our defense can get some rest. It's all about can Michigan's defense get rest in the second half, and can Michigan have Michigan's offense be on the field long enough for them to get that rest? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I don't kind. Of, I don't want to get ahead of myself really right uh, right now, so I don't want to get too in depth with this because it'll kind of like get me into my uh, prediction score prediction, but basically Saquon Barkley, not to overemphasize it, but he's like the team because he is their leading rusher and he's their leading receiver. So obviously that's going to be a high point for Michigan, the Michigan defense to shut him down. And I think they can, not saying that he's not going to be productive at all, but I think essentially they could do enough where they remove him from being the it factor, essentially. Um, If that's the case, rushing, the biggest threat would be um, Trace McSorley then because he's the second leading rusher. No, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only other rusher then that has triple-digit yards so far, which is crazy to think about. So, honestly, their run game would be uh, hugely effective. It'd be a huge disadvantage for them to have Saquon Barkley essentially shut down. So then, of course, you have to look at them going to their pass game, which, uh, like I said, Saquon Barkley is their leading pass uh, or leading receiver. But they do have a couple other capable receivers, uh, senior in Hamilton and a sophomore in Johnson, um, where they might uh, be able to still recoup there. But that's the thing where... If the secondary can keep playing as well as they have and not break down, I don't necessarily want to say that they have to play shut down defense. They just can't get burned. Like if right. they let up something here, let up something there, you know, a few a few yards here, a few yards there, maybe first down, uh, give and take a little bit. As long as they don't get burnt, it's really all going to come down to the defense. I mean, I know you have to score points to win the game, but that's been a huge thing for Penn State has been their offense. Like I said, uh, centering around Saquon Barkley. And so I think if you can cause havoc enough for their offense that it will turn around and affect their defense as well. Because if you keep putting their defense on the field, I think we can get them tired. Mm-hmm. But I do still go back to the important factor of Michigan being tied or potentially having a lead 
to start the fourth quarter for there really to be any hope. I don't think that there's going to be any kind of huge turnaround. Maybe they'll come up with some other kind of game plan and simplify things, but they haven't done it before. I just don't see because there were some people still throwing around the ideas of, you know, playbooks haven't been opened. I, I honestly do believe that the defense might have a specific game plan for Saquon Barkley that we haven't seen before because we haven't faced anyone like right. a Saquon Barkley before. So that that I can believe. But to think that the offense is just all of a sudden going to come out and open a new playbook and have all this crazy stuff and start throwing all these 50 million trick plays in there, I think, it, yeah, I think that's a little outrageous. They might have something a little bit different, but if they have all this stuff in their arsenal, no mm-hmm. way would they not have used it in some of the other circumstances. The Michigan State game might have been difficult because of the weather conditions. But against Indiana – especially when you had a 10-point lead and you saw it completely vanish in the fourth, there's real, there's no way that they're holding on to that much stuff unless they're just drawing up new things from scratch this week. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. <clears throat> I, I expect what you're going to see with Penn State right at the get-go is they're going to – I think they're just going to stack the box and they're going to move their secondary five yards out almost on, on the corners and – and literally, they're going to be putting pressure on a corn to win the game. I think they're going to follow Michigan State's playbook again. I think they're just going to press, and they're going to stop our run, um, and then try to see if we can win it running the ball or passing it. And they're just going to literally try to say, let's see if this corn guy can win the ball game for, for him. And so far, it's been at times – not really. We haven't really need. We can't. We can't seem to do that. And it'd be nice to see it. Um, I mean, we saw glimpses of it at Purdue, which was nice. But um, my thing is, you know, are you are we going to rely on the running game because we're not going up against a, a a defense that's you know okay? They're actually really good, and so they're almost similar. And they're they're about as good as Florida, so you're going to be able to do that. But they also, like you said, they have an offense that's pretty good. Yeah, they don't have a lot of they don't really throw to many receivers, but their receivers seem to be and their offense seems to be clicking more than ours, and that doesn't bode well for Michigan. Yeah. For sure. And it's interesting to see here because um, I was actually surprised to see this uh, number be as far away as it is. But um, passing yards, Michigan has uh, over 1,100 passing yards, and they have only allowed a little over 800. I honestly thought with how bad the passing game has been for Michigan that those numbers were going to be closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here's – the drastic difference here is that for rushing, um, Michigan has racked up over 1,100 rushing yards. So really, really even game there, uh, game there between the running game and the passing game. But they have only allowed over f- 500 rushing yards from their opponents. So half. Right. Um, but oh. so then, if you flip over to Penn State. Penn State keeps things relatively close on the running game because they only put a, or they've they haven't even broke. This is kind of crazy for me to see. I, mm-hmm. I, I they have not broken a thousand yards rushing. They're yeah. at nine hundred ninety, and they've allowed their opponents 
uh, just over 700 rushing yards. Yeah. Now, then a big difference, and see, this is the thing, too, where um, Saquon Barkley is leading rusher and leading uh, receiver. Their passing yards is where you see the most difference because they've put up 1,700 passing yards. And, again, Michigan's uh, just over 1,100, so that's, you know, roughly around 600 uh, difference in yards. But then they have only allowed the other teams to put up just over 1,000 passing yards. Oh, yeah. So that, that's where they have their drastic difference. Now, again, to say uh, Michigan has faced off against one top 25 team. Cur- uh, when they played, they were uh, top 25 team uh, ranked was Florida. I know Michigan State is now in the top 25, but the way that the statistics are run and everything, it's about when they play, what they're ranked. Um, so technically, I mean, Michigan has essentially played two top 25 teams and Penn state has not played one. Right. So that's against relatively, uh, I don't know if there's a better word for it right now. Easy competition. Yeah. Yeah. And I expect, um, Don Brown to really start attacking that, right. You know, to Penn state, you know, their weaknesses, (laughs) It's pretty similar to Michigan's. Is at the right tackle position. <laughs> that's where they're, at. and that's funny because that's what same with Michigan. They have a tough time at that right tackle. So I expect Don Brown to attack right in that about in that area too. So that'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, I just I just hope that this is a more tight knit game that Michigan focuses yep. on the strengths and does not try to overcomplicate things and does not and that the coaches and the play callers don't try anything stupid essentially because right. uh I said it last time and I'll say it again and there are other examples but this is this is the easiest one McDoom is a good player he is good at certain things but there are certain things that you do not have certain players do when you need to move the ball down the field. And I right. think it was even third down uh, possessions and everything. It's just like certain players uh, cannot, are not receivers. They have not proven themselves that they're able to catch balls in tough situations and things like that. And that's another thing too, where I don't know if it's a preference thing for a corn, but he focuses in <coughs> and it's just like, you know, work to the strengths. Don't, tries throwing in some nonsense there. There are uh, no offense to Eddie McDoom. Like I said, he's got some things that he can do really well, but in third downs and key situations, when you know that you're going to be throwing the ball, have a running back in there that is better at catching the ball. Yeah, and you're right. And, you know, they have a, even another small weakness at safety position, you know, start tacking that, you know, that's the place where you want to get them, or, you know, just reading up and knowing that uh, Penn State's got a little bit of weakness on the secondary, and that's in that safety position. So expose that. You know, that's the part you want to. I hope Drevno and um, Jim Harbaugh attack and hit that place. But you're right. I mean, I mean, in this game, do you see the penalties? You know, do you see a lot of penalties and things like that, like they did last game? Do you see a lot of like? Issues with that, because I don't think you and I even remotely saw this many penalties. Do you see stuff like this happening again? They better not. 
<laughs> better uh, played. They okay, last time it seemed like they focused on the turnovers, which was good because they didn't have any turnovers in that game. But then right. they had the penalties. So not saying like, oh, you can't focus and fix both, but they need to play smart and play well on both of those fronts because it will not destroy them, but it could devastate them in this game against Penn State. Um, So right now, actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. Right now, Michigan comes into this game with 51 penalties for 446 yards. Yeah. Do you want to guess what Penn State has for penalties? <laughs> no. Half that. Less than half. 24, yeah. 24 penalties for 232 yards. Oh, man. Yeah. So That's that hard. is terrible. I mean, I know that last game totally destroyed those numbers for Michigan because that was ridiculous. But they cannot afford stuff like that. They cannot afford to hurt themselves in these drives and for when the opponents are driving and letting them march down the field. I can't remember. I didn't look it up. I was meaning to and forgot. Well, I can't think of how many first downs Indiana must have gotten last game from uh, Michigan penalties and things like that. And I know that there were a lot of penalties on the offense and the defense, but still it was – a catastrophe, and they cannot afford that this week. They cannot afford turnovers, and they cannot afford penalties like we have seen in the recent games. No, if they come out, look, in a way what we're saying is Michigan in this in this hostile environment, this kind of crowd with the game, Dagan being there under the lights and everybody watching them, they're the number two team in the country. You, you can't have – just many many penalties, and you can't. In a way, I'm not even sure you can t- even turn a ball over once against this team. It's just going to hurt. You almost got to play mistake free and cut down on the penalties. Yeah, there probably will always be penalties against Michigan. I mean, that's just a given. But you know, you do maybe five, six, seven. That's fine. But you can't have that many and and win against this team. You're just not going to win. And that's the part I'm, I, I worry about is, like you said, simplify it. Keep it simple. Keep the offense, you know, clean drives. You know, don't overthink it. Don't stare down your receivers and, you know, run the ball when you can. Run, get, Go with your hot hand. You know, get Higdon in there. Heck, see, let's get a little bit of Kareem Walker in there. He's probably itching to get in there, and he – even when he was there, that Indiana game it was actually refreshing to see him. So, uh, and I actually liked him in the spring game because he was really gritty. Uh, even though it was blocking, you know, the blockers weren't helping him out. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, just keep it simple. Keep it just, you know, mistake free, and just, you know, let's drive that ball. And once you get there, I mean, score a touch. We got to score touchdowns against this team. We can't, we're not going to win this game. We won't win this game on field goals. And that's it. We're just not going to win. We got to get red zone touchdowns. We got to, and there's no way Michigan can come out with a win by just kicking field goals. We just can't do it. Yeah. I have three words for Michigan Wolverines for this game. Smart, Simple football. It doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that. Just play it smart, 
Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple and just play football. Like that, that's what it is. You know, this is, this is what they do. This is what, um, what their scholarship around is around. These are some of the greatest athletes in the country, uh, for college sports. This is football. This is, yeah, this is their game and they are, get, get some touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah. Please get some touchdowns, man. Uh, but you did mention, and I'll go back to it. You were talking about attacking uh, Penn State safeties, and I agree with that too. If Mi- if Michigan can just get that, we have seen several of those passes where they could have been touchdowns, but they at least would have been huge gains for Michigan in the past uh, several games. If Michigan can connect on at least like two or three of those deep passes to Donovan Peoples Jones or somebody like that, or one of the tight ends just to bother Penn State's defense enough and make them have to worry about it, that could be a game changer for this. But that's the thing where in in the Indiana game, too, there was only one time that that almost happened, and then it was almost like, oh, we're not going to even remotely think about doing that again, which I understand the frustrations with that of, you know, oh, it didn't work. Why should we do it again? Well, it doesn't have to be the exact same play, but you need to keep the defense true. That's part of the reason why they were able to get shut down so much in the second half is because I don't remember any deep plays. I mean, I could be wrong. I I watched what I could for the film and everything, but I don't remember any other deep plays or deep attempts. There were some routes, but there weren't any passes down that far. Mm -hmm. Right. No, you're right. There wasn't. Yeah, so if you can complete some of that, you know, in the first and in the second half, keep the defense true, make them worried about the deep ball and everything, that could be a huge game changer for everything, especially the running game. Right. Do you expect in this game, just given the what's going on and how the offense is struggling, <clears throat> just do you expect Jim Harbaugh to have any uh, trick plays or anything if he knows he's down and he's going to need something, you expect any of that? Any kind of trick plays by Jim Harbaugh? What What do you consider a trick play? Like a creative <laughs> play or like a straight up flea flickers, things like that? You know. Um. You know what I mean? Just no. I think there will be more of creative plays. I mean, you saw the play that they were trying to do with. Because I, I don't consider this a trick play, but you saw the play that got. Uh, the whistle blown on it with Hill right. uh, in the last game where it looked like he was going to be like 20 yards down the field. Oh, yeah. Bump, bumping, uh, just knocking people over. But the play got whistled dead. I think there might be uh, more creative plays. I don't really think there's going to be a trick play. Right. Um yeah, that's my own I, feeling. I, I think that he's going to try something. He's going to have to. <laughs> I think something's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to Could be a sweep. I don't know. It could be McDoom on a sweep. But uh, I don't know if that's a trick play, but I'm talking about something to get this offense motivated if it stalls. You know, I don't know. It might not stall, but I just know that, you know, they're – there might be something if it does that he's going to need something out of somebody. So to get it going, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see our defense against their defense. I think in the first half, it's going to be a tough, 
I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a relatively close game based on the two defenses battling each other. And um, and then, like you said, I think this game's going to come down to the second half and who wears down the most. So, Yeah. I um, You know something that I think would totally throw everybody off and I would just find entertaining, and I know it completely goes against my idea of smart, simple football, but I don't know. I feel like I would almost love it for this game is if they put somebody in the wildcat. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, screw you guys. Nobody saw this coming. We're going to do this. Put them in the wildcat, have them run, I don't know, two, maybe three times where they just run the ball. But then that third or fourth time, get that receiver out there somewhere and, you know, let it fly. Yeah, do something. Yeah, that that would I don't know. I'm I'm. <laughs> it's probably one of those things where I'm thinking about head time and it's like, oh, that's awesome. But if I see it, I would feel so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And that's the thing is, you know, I think, you know, Michigan ha- is we are capable of having a a drive that we can move down the field, but it's can we, you know, can. Are, are we able to get that touchdown instead of settling for a field goal? You know, and I always worry about, you know, if I'll, I'm going to keep my eye on what this game is. Every first play call on offense always seems to be, we always put our, kind of put ourselves, we don't shoot ourselves in the foot, you know, in a way. Every time we do a first, you know, first down, we get the ball. And it's somehow how it just doesn't work. The run, it's either running play or, hitch out to the you know from the you know, to the left or the right and it, it ends up being like a third and long or a second and long you know second and 14 or something we lose yards it's never a, a gain play we never really gain you know four to five yards and that always puts us behind we're always like third and three or third and four by the time that happens and you know what i noticed that a lot in these games and we keep doing that and my thing is you need to drive down the field and not side to side. And that those plays always bug me. And I hope we really, like you said, keep that, keep those simple plays and moving the ball forward and not side to side as much. Yeah. 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 No, I completely understand what you're saying. It seemed like the only times that we didn't find ourselves in a second and long was when sometimes it was due to the success of the offense that, Ty Isaac or Higdon were able to get, you know, somewhere around five yards or more. Sometimes they even got first down on off of a first down run, but yeah, uh, it, it seemed more luck and fortunate than skill that those situations happened in my own opinion. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that, that kind of goes back to the smart, simple football marched down the field, and everybody's been talking about how they believe that Michigan is going to run as much as possible to wear down the clock so that Penn State doesn't have the ball as much and doesn't have the opportunity to score as much. So, Well, if that happens, this offensive line is going to have to even do better than they did against Indiana. They're going to have to block better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm all for running the ball and wearing out the defense. Great, but the offensive line, you bet, you got to show up. I mean, if they're like, "Hey, let's run the ball," and you're moving to the left side of the offensive line, then I'm like, 
Yeah, well, that shows you you don't run you don't want to run to the tackle position, the right tackle area, because you know they're weak, <laughs> so they're getting pushed around. So, um, but yeah, I expect Penn State to. I think Penn State knows that though. That's the thing. I think they're going to be ready for that. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Well, we need to get to lock it or dump it, as well as our final score predictions. So before time gets away from us, uh, lock it or dump it. Got our three questions. Uh, Michigan is um, the underdog for this game. By I have nine and a half points. I know everybody has slightly different numbers, but the one I'm looking at has that Michigan uh, is plus nine and a half for this game, over under a 45. So, to start things off, uh, the Michigan defense will hold Saquon Barkley under 100 rushing yards. Locker dump. I will lock that. All right. We're talking rushing. Yes, rushing, not not total, just okay. rushing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I will lock that as well because um, I'll actually kind of be interested. Maybe I was thinking about phrasing it where he would have more receiving yards than rushing yards, but we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. We both locked that in there, so. Um, next one then Michigan will score more touchdowns than field goals. Mm. This is Michigan first Michigan. This is not Michigan first Penn state. Michigan will score more touchdowns than field goals. Oh boy. I'm going to dump that. Dump it. And I am right on par with you because I will go ahead and dump that as well because that fits in my score prediction. So we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, lastly, Michigan will have a touchdown uh, rush or pass. Doesn't matter which one of over 40 yards. Ooh. So essentially they will have a big play touchdown. Mm, I will say dump that. Dump it. I am going to say, because this is a unique thing, because Penn State doesn't let anybody into the red zone, really. But Michigan also scores more touchdowns outside of the red zone, basically. Um, So I'm just kind of torn on if it's going to be that far. I think they're going to have a long one, like 30, 35 yards, 40 is kind of pushing it. But I will go ahead and just to be different, I will go ahead and lock that one. Um, lock that one in there. So there we have it for the lock it or dump it. And you ready then for a final score prediction? I'm ready. All right. You better be ready because I'm actually going to make you go first this time. Oh, man. All right. Um, this is going to be a really, really interesting game. It's either, like I said, it's going to be a close game, either or, or it's going to be a blowout. And, um, but I'm going to say, and this is going to be really tough for me because I just, I, I haven't seen anything really from Michigan's offense to help, to help me know that the defense can keep it going. I think our defense is going to keep us in this game in the first half. They're just, they're that good. They're a really good team. Um, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I don't, I haven't seen anything out of this offense. 
and the receivers just aren't catching the ball. There's just, some of the guys aren't just aren't getting open, and um, I I just see Michigan. I see Penn State twenty eight, and I see Michigan uh, twenty. 2020 Penn State. I know I'm going to get killed for that because usually I want to pick Michigan, but it's just, I don't know. Well, dang, I thought I was going to be first because <laughs> that, because um, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, this might be the first time that we're picking against Michigan. Yeah. In two and roughly a half years. And, you know, we, uh, the fan base and our, our fan base on social media are welcome to kill us. <laughs> We're fine with that if they win. I'll be more than happy about that. So. See, yeah. So, well, I, I've got some here to cover my butt. So I'm, I'm leaving you hanging out to dry. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I explained a little bit earlier about what Michigan will will really need to do. I mean, uh, it starts with shutting down Saquon Barkley. Everything yeah. else uh, stems from there. And uh, Michigan will need to be able to uh, show the defense, uh, the Penn State defense, that they need to defend the pass as well as the run. If they can't do that, then this is going to be a terrible struggle for them. Um, but I think the Michigan defense is unlike anything Penn State has seen. So that is definitely what is going to keep them in this game. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to win it. Um, so I'm saying that it's going to be a close contest. Um, and this is this is how I will phrase this. Because um, people will talk about you and I, Craig, not not believing in the team. This this is what I say, and I'm sure that you feel the same way about this, but I get to be the cool one to say it. <laughs> Do I believe Michigan can win this game? Yes, absolutely. Do I believe Michigan will win this game? Right. No, I do not. Because this off- the head and the heart thing, man. Yes, because yeah. the this it's the Michigan offense. That's what it comes down to. It's the Michigan offense that is causing the havoc with this. And, um, you know, a lot of times people will be like, oh, you know, you got to trust your coaches. Coaches make difference. And, yes, they do. But coaches also make the difference in losing as well. And I'm not comfortable with coaching on the offensive side of the ball. So my final score prediction will be a little bit lower uh, than yours, Craig. I have it down for Penn State 24 and Michigan 13. Okay. So that uh, that pretty much shows that Michigan will get shut out for at least a quarter. Yeah, we're picking with our head yeah. and not our heart. And, and let me finish with this, too. And I know that you'll agree with me on this as well, Craig. Yeah. Um, I, uh, this is just what Michigan has shown. And so this is why uh, we are going with our yeah. our heads on this. Exactly. But I put it out there because I I know everybody on the Michigan football team is listening to this. So I'm going to give you a pump up. I'm going I'm going to give you a motivational speech. No, I'm just kidding. But prove us wrong. Yeah. I want to be proven wrong, and I will oh, be yeah, more than happy to be proven wrong. To the, yeah, I love to see this offense roll and prove us wrong. That would be the best thing in the world. And and. And it would be just a breath of fresh air to see this offense roll and do pretty well in the win this game. So, yeah, but we have been proven wrong in 
the negative ways over the past yeah, several right. weeks where yeah. we're just like, okay, this is the week the offense is going to do something. This is the week when the passing game is going to do something. This is the week where the offensive play calling will blah, 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 blah. It's been negative, 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 negative. So now we're going on the flip side on saying, okay, all right, well, if that's the trend that you're doing, we'll go ahead and go with your trend. So go ahead and prove us wrong once again, but this time it will be in the positive way if they do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you and I always struggle and, you know, we want to, we always, we know that Michigan can win every game. I mean, we know that that's how good they are. That's what the, the, the talent on the field shows that. But uh, like you said, there's just, you know, something about this team at this moment is just like we said, this offense sooner or later is going to have to pick it up to win the game for us. And this might be, this is going to be another one where this offense can't come in playing like they did against Michigan state. They can't, they're going to have to score some touchdowns. They can't stall in the red zone and not get TDs and just settle for field goals. They won't win this game. They have to score and keep uh, Penn state's defense on the, on the sideline. Yep. Absolutely. So, a lot has been said, a lot of concerns have been voiced, but we do know that uh, it will. it's always good to be able to watch Michigan football and cheer them on and um, see how things will turn out. So hopefully, I'm hoping for, even though we're both predicting for low-scoring games, I am hoping for not as much of a boring game this week. Right. Yep. So... Because that was uh, definitely the case with the Indiana game. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I think I posted on on a tweet that uh, one thing that helps Michigan out is Michigan always seems to play Penn State really, really well. Yes. <laughs> oh, we got that. They're like they're they're like the Michigan State of playing Michigan. <laughs> it's like some reason, man, they just seem to have our number. And, you know, they didn't last year, but I'm saying at, at the big house, they just seem to play. We seem to do well against them, and they know it. I've had I've had Penn State people, coworkers who are big Penn State fans, and just shake their head and go, man, I don't know, man. Every time I know Michigan's struggling, but you guys always have our number. And I said, yeah, we do. I don't know what it is, but we do. So, yeah, but, I think that's more like so, Iowa. I think that's more like Iowa and Michigan because yeah, yeah, exactly. Iowa and Michigan, yeah. I almost can't, can't Iowa, remember. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember last time we beat Iowa, but um, to quickly reference the other Big Ten games this weekend, uh, Purdue is on the road at Rutgers, uh, being favored by nine points. Noon game, Iowa is at Northwestern, favored by one and a half points. Another noon game. Last noon game is Maryland on the road at number five, Wisconsin. And the Badgers are favored by 24 points. Wow. Uh, then we move to the 330 games where Indiana is heading to Michigan's number 18, Michigan State, where the Spartans are favored by seven points. Illinois matches up at Minnesota. Uh, and the Gophers are favored by 13 and a half points. Another 330 game. And then, of course, wrapping everything up is the 7.30 game, 19 Michigan at number two, Penn State, and they are favored by nine and a half points. So then interesting to be thinking about, because I didn't realize this either, is that Ohio State has a bye week going into their Penn State game. Yeah, and, and I believe the uh, 
the odds, I think it just dropped three points, so three and a half points. So it was at uh, 13 and a half for Penn State. So that's something. something's happening. <laughs> yeah, well, something interesting, too, I mean, because I didn't think about it until you had said it about how they're, you know, that it could be a trap game or they might be looking ahead or whatever because, you yeah. know, I mean, you're not thinking about it so much because Ohio State was the team that lost to Penn State last year, but Ohio State was the team that got into the playoff and Penn State didn't. Right, right. Yeah. So definitely kind of an interesting situation there. So quickly, before we go, um, as we always say, uh, you can – we actually I, – I hardly ever say this, but we have our website, bluebrothersportscast.com. Uh, if you ever want to find our episodes on there, we've got some information. We have some – we have a few posts, uh, but we also have um, – our episodes up there. We have a few videos, uh, a few articles, and uh, some other information for our um, sportscasts. You can always contact us. Email is bluebrothersportscasts at gmail.com. Twitter is at bluebros underscore, and then our names, either Caleb or Craig. And the voicemail, if you are ever interested in calling in, uh, like Emil Kirby did this time, and uh, we have our other regulars who usually call in at least once a week. You can easily do that by calling 551-258-3276. Easy to remember, that's 551-BLUE-BRO. So here we are. It's already nearing the end of the week. It's always a good feeling when oh, it's yeah. nearing the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, but it's extra special when Michigan football is around the corner. It is a night game. Hopefully you guys can make it through the rest of the Saturday. But we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.